Welcome to How to Trade It, The Road to Trading Mastery. Join Casey Stubbs, a seasoned trader, as he guides you to become a profitable trader. Find actionable insights, real-life stories, and strategies to boost your trading skills. Don't miss the journey to trading victory. Start listening now. Connect with us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Trading profits are just an episode away. The How to Trade It podcast is all about making our listeners successful at trading. When you listen to real people sharing their stories of how they overcame their own trading failures, it connects you to a level of enlightenment that you can't get from education alone. These stories contain wisdom and actionable tips that will make you a better trader. Listen to each episode and become the successful trader that you want to be on the How to Trade It podcast. Hey everyone, this is Casey Stubbs with a new episode of the How to Trade It podcast. And today I'm very excited. I've got a great guest. We've got Boris Schlossberg who's the founder of BK Forex. Hey, Boris, thanks for being on the show. It's a mouthful to say Schlossberg, BK Forex all at once. I know it's hard, but you did a great job. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Glad to be here. So thanks for being on the show, Boris. I've just really just met, but I've been following you for a long time. You've been speaking, teaching, training, trading. You've been in the limelight for a long time. How long have you been trading? Oh, you know, that's almost embarrassing to answer. Probably longer than some of your listeners have been alive. I started my career at Drexel Burnham, which is a name that only those who are of boomer age will actually remember. This was Michael Milken's junk bond firm. I didn't, you know, I worked in the equity department at 55 Broad Street, which is literally right next to the New York Stock Exchange when I started out. Now that building is, I think, primarily like a high-tech incubator, you know, in downtown of Wall Street's really changed a lot. But yeah, I've been trading since the 1987 crash. That's my touchstone. So it's been a long time. Okay. Well, you know, I had this conversation with my son the other day about the importance of experience and how, you know, we were talking about sports, right? And I'm like, look, we got a guy who's 20 years old and he's 5% faster than a guy who's 40 years old, but the 40 year old has the experience. The 40 year old's going to win because experience is very powerful. And so now I got a guy who's been around, you've been through all kinds of markets, seen all kinds of things. And so what is one of the most important things that a new trader needs to learn when they first are starting out? There's so many. And I really don't know if you could just boil it down to one because every single market, as you said, is different. And there are just different lessons to learn in every single market. I would say really the single most important lesson to learn is humility, which is a lesson I keep constantly trying to teach myself because the markets really can do and will do things that are never happened historically things that you've never tested for, things that you couldn't possibly imagine, and things that you could not, in your worst stress case scenarios, come up with. Simply because markets are made up of human beings, and yes, they repeat themselves, but they repeat themselves just differently enough to really make it very difficult every single time to try to beat them. So that's, the, I think, the biggest lesson. I think people get too lulled into the idea that markets have historical cycles and those are very easy to follow. And, you know, just so long as you know your history, you can just follow your cycles. And it's much, much harder in real life than it is in guru practice. 
That's a great answer. Now, I need some more clarification, though. What actually does humility mean? And give me some examples of some of your well, personal humility that you've increased in. I think humility is the acceptance that there is always, there is no 100% wins. Even, you know, I mean, I don't want to get it very wonky into complex finance, but even when you do arbitrage, there is no 100% wins because always one leg of the position for various mechanistic problems can be lifted from you in ways that could expose you and lose your hedge position. So even if you're hedged, I guess if you put it in retail terms, you could still lose in a hundred different ways you never thought about. So my point is that if you always have this idea that there is no chance or a hundred percent win, you'll then be a lot more receptive to taking a stop loss than fighting the market, which is what we all do all the time. And I think that's a really, if I were to say the one thing you want to remember is that there is never a hundred percent win in the market, no matter what anybody tells you. So you must respect your stop losses. So how have you learned this lesson? Like how have you grown in humility? <laughs> by losing a lot and by blowing up more than one account through my lifetime, of course. And, you know, you constantly learn that lesson. It's just the <laughs> market teaches you in new ways all the time. Oops, sorry. I'm so sorry. That's one of my alerts going off. I gotta- we got to trade live on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry about that. hundred million dollars right, right here. Right. You know, just a little bit of my trades. I'm actually I'm so in love with my newest system that, I'm just quelling, as we're saying here. Your new system? You know, it's one of those things that, have you ever seen this movie, Richard Drivers called Mr. Something's Opus? I just watched it, Mr. Holland's Opus. I like that a lot. I don't like music, but it was a great movie. It's just a great movie. But you know, I like how he's been working on this one musical piece his whole life and over and over, rewriting it, changing it, rewriting it. I feel like this has been on my trend-based system, which I've been writing and over, writing over and over again. I feel like this is my opus, but I finally feel like I, I'm able to play it. So I'm really enjoying the fruits of my labor. Yeah. That, that, that is really cool. And so I kind of want to just focus on that for just a second. I actually already forgot what I was going to ask before. That. <laughs> good question, but at least I say it's good. It might not have been. So tell me a little bit about this. Like you've been working on this your whole career. What's it about? What well, are you focusing on? First of all, you got to understand that I think I am like most people naturally what everybody pays homage to trend, but in reality, everybody trades mean reversion. And what that means is everybody tells you, you should trade momentum and stay with where the market is going. But what everybody tries to do all the time is try to pick tops and bottoms, right? I mean, it's just, it's a natural human instinct. It's also a much more natural activity for all of us in every other aspect of life. We like to buy cheap, sell dear. That's the business transaction that all of us are taught. And that's the correct business transaction in every business except the trading business, where that's a very, very expensive lesson over and over again. Because the trading business is not about beating the crowd. It's actually about figuring out where the crowd is going and joining it. And that's a problem, I think, for a lot of people, not just you know on a, from a business point of view, but from a whole bunch of psychological point of view. It's very hard to kind of subsume your ego to the market and realize that the market is the correct way to go. So it took me a very long time to kind of get comfortable with trading momentum. And I think to this day, even today, you know, live trading today, we, we were mean reverting all day long because the trend signals were just so strong for us. We didn't have any trades. But the point is that for real money, real positions, real structure, the only way to make money, I think, trading is to trade it with trend. And that's a lot easier said than done because you need to create proper entry structures for trend. You know, it's easy to say, oh, trend, you know, but trend is obvious in hindsight, very difficult to find at the start. 
So I've been, you know, tinkering around with a system that tries to essentially isolate the starting points of trends. And it does a good job. But, you know, as everything else, everything has limitations. It's great at finding the start of the trend, but obviously very hard to hold on to it because, you know, you always have to sacrifice one for the other. But, you know, I love it. It's great. It's also much more in sync with the kind of personality I need. I'm a type of person. There are people who can trade very low risk reward strategies. So they can, they are happy to lose. They're happy to play baseball, hit one out of three times. And I am like the exact opposite. I'm like, what's the, I like playing tennis where I got to hit my serve 80, 90% of the time. I want my strokes to be in there. So you need to create a system that's going to be much more conducive to your personality. And that means you're going to have to sacrifice. I sacrifice large profits because I'm always looking for short but highly consistent gains. But you know, you need to trade to what you know you're going to do. Yeah. And you can, if you have a system that is high winning percentage, you might not make profits on that specific trade, but you can scale by slowly increasing your trade size over time if you maintain that high winning rate. Right. I will actually, I don't know if you do show notes, but I'm happy to share this with you in chat. I'll chat you the formula for figuring out the break even of any risk reward strategy you want to do. It's actually quite easy. I mean, it's a little bit of algebra. It's one over R plus one I'll have to. Do you have it in a spreadsheet format? Yes, I have a spreadsheet <laughs> format. If, like, you know, like for example, you know, if you're trading one to two risk reward ratio, in other words, you're risking two dollars to make one dollar. That's a sixty-six and a half percent break-even strategy, right? So if your win rate is seventy-five, then you're well ahead. This is right. what, what we call. We like to call that win spread is the difference between your expected winning rate and your the break-even rate of your risk reward strategy. And if you can have a positive win spread, it doesn't matter. I mean, I've had some strategies where you're trading ridiculous, like one to three, sometimes even one to four. But it, let's say if you're trading a one to four risk reward strategy, that's an 80% break even. That means if you don't have an expected win rate of 86 or 87%, which is a very high expected win rate, obviously. Yeah. Don't even bother. But the point is, it's all possible. I think the biggest mistake that people teach everybody is that you must trade with a two to one risk reward ratio. In other words, you got to risk $1 to make two. That sounds really good in theory, but what happens is almost everybody who does it loses money because if you test almost any strategy in the world with a one to two risk reward ratio, your expected win rate is actually 25%. So the break even on that strategy is 33, your expected win rate is 25, you're actually negative seven on the win spread. And it's a good way to just think about anything you want to try and do by putting it in context of it's not just what I'm going to do in risk reward. How does it fall in place relative to what I'm actually expected to win on this particular strategy? Now, with this strategy that you're designing, what particular markets have you been focusing on? So, you know, it's really funny because everybody, of course, assumes that all I do is trade Forex. And that was very true for about 15 years. I was just exclusively a Forex trader. And my partner, Kathy Lean, is exclusively a Forex trader. She's an excellent, really great Forex trader. But about a year and a half ago, I don't know if you're familiar with this, Chicago Mercantile Exchange, for which we did a like, you know, we're contributors, content contributors to them. So we did a lot of work. At that time, had introduced the e-mini micro contracts. So there's the e-mini of the S&P, which actually requires like $50,000 of margin at this point. Right. And then they created something which is like one-tenth the size, right? So it really like, for example, the e-micro S&P and the e-micro NASDAQ only require $100 worth of margin per one contract. It's the one point move in the NASDAQ is only $2. In the micro contract is only one point move in the S&P is $5. Those are very tolerable levels. You're trading with 
5,000, 10,000 on speculative capital, you can easily absorb 100 points and, you know, at $5, $500 as a reasonable risk or a strategy. So I had gotten back, I used to trade stock in the future like, like a maniac in the 1999-2000 stock move. And then I totally, you know, moved over to Forex. And now I just came back and now I am just an inveterate, you know, I'm a pure junkie. I just trade NASDAQ all day long. In fact, the system that I developed is actually very good for FX and uh, trades really well on daily charts and FX. But I am, my attention span has just been decimated to the point where I, all, I trade one minute charts on the NASDAQ. So you can imagine what kind of a, you know, what kind of a trading junkie I am. But yeah, that, to make a long story short, I'm right back to where I started from. I trade stock index futures primarily now. Okay, so this is a trend-following strategy, but it's on a lower time frame, and it's a short-term strategy. Yes, it's like, well, it's like all good strategies. You know, it should be. Now I'm losing my mind. What is it called when, when something it's fractal? So it really works on small time frames to large time frames. Exactly, because, because the logic behind the strategy is the same. You know, the interesting thing though, this is another interesting thing that kind of the strategy has taught me. I'm sure many people on your show come in and talk about support, resistance, Fibonacci levels, harmonics, Elliott wave, all those things, right? Yes, all the time. And, you know, because I'm effectively a day trader and, you know, because and really almost a scalper at that because, you know, I day trade live in my chat room every day, the New York Open, we call it the power hour, like 9.30, 10.30 every morning. I've come to realize that really the philosophy behind our trading is that the market has no memory, only opinions. And what that really means is that we trade the chart that is in front of us right now. We tried, I've tried very hard to, let's say, take the one minute chart and reference the hourly chart and the weekly chart and see the context. And honestly, it's been nothing but just disaster. It just confuses you. I think you either have this attitude of like, yes, price has memory and I'm going to trade off that memory. And then your whole approach to trading is longer term. And, you know, you look at support resistance levels and everything like that. Or you have the completely opposite approach that price is what it is right now. And I'm only going to trade the indicators, whatever time frame, even if I'm trading on a daily chart, I'm only going to look at the daily chart to inform my opinion. So when I say price has no memory, only opinions, we actually look, we use nothing more sophisticated than moving averages with some little bit of secret sauce in there. But moving averages are basically an amalgamation of the market opinion. That's what it is. And if you look at that's why being on the right side of the moving average, even though it's very hard psychologically, is the correct thing to do trading wise, because you are trading the opinion of the market. And if you have that attitude, it kind of helps you contextualize it all. Hello, this is Casey, and I wanted to take a minute to tell you about my new book that just came out. It's called Complete trading system. This is my 25 years of trading experience sharing everything that I have learned in how to make a profit from the markets. You're going to learn about how to find the right instruments to trade, how to find a trend, how to get started as beginners. You're going to learn about how to get the right mindset and you're going to be able to put it all together to create a trading system of your own that will work for you. I highly recommend that you try it out. Just click the link right now. It's called Complete Trading System. It's available on Amazon. Thank you. Go ahead and check it out. I think you're going to love it.
Yeah, that's pretty interesting. And that's where having the trend helps you and finding the trend. And because right. with the price, it moves and you get your bigger wins. And it's really right. an interesting concept. So and, I want to... And I was going to say, sorry about the, you know, the idea of trend. Most people are always afraid the trend is going to end like the instant they look at it. But which, if you look, just take a look at any daily chart with a reasonable moving average, and you'll find that at minimum, you have moves that are a week, two weeks, a month, two months, sometimes four or five months long. Like trends actually last. The other people say, oh, trend only happens 30% of the time. Yes, it may happen 30% of the time, sort of like on a short-term basis. But if you just zoom out, you'll see, right. that, no, it's far more continuous than you think it is. Yeah. And even on a daily chart that's been trending up for like a long period of time, you'll see a counter trend move that could last for a month. Correct. You know, like a big move. It's like, okay, this is an uptrend, but it's literally right. going down every day for a month, just finding its spot in the trend. Exactly. You know, it's true. But the point is, I guess, don't be so scared that, that, you know, that you're late to the trend. They tend to last longer than you think. We're taking a short two minute break for a handpicked message from our sponsor, dreamtrades.com. This is a special offer available only for the listeners of the How to Trade It podcast. Do you have a plan for your financial future? Do you have enough money for the things you need to do? I bet if you're like most people, you don't have enough money saved for retirement right now. Am I right? Well, investing in stocks may be the answer you're looking for. Dream Trades Monthly Alerts makes it super easy for beginners and those who simply just don't have the time or the desire to spend hours researching what stocks to trade. Dream Trades Monthly Alerts removes the guesswork from which stock to pick by providing you with a monthly in-depth analysis of a very high-profile stock. The research is done for you. You get in-depth research a full report each and every month. And in the last year, Dream Trades has gotten 100% return on investment for everyone following the reports. Because you're a listener of the How to Trade It podcast, we're giving you a code for $25 off a one-year subscription. Check it out at dreamtrades.com. All you got to do is click on monthly alerts and use the coupon code podcast to get the $25 off. Again, just go to dreamtrades.com and select monthly alerts, then use the coupon code PODCAST. So with all your long time of trading experience, you must have a strong enjoyment or fascination of trading. What is it that you like about trading that's kept you focused on it for such a long time? Well, you know, I think anybody who starts trading becomes obsessed with it because it's really the greatest game in the world. And the reason why it's the greatest game in the world is because it involves every human activity that you can possibly imagine. It calls on your ability to analyze fundamental data, market economy, politics, business, human emotion, and then your very much so your own personal emotion. I don't, you know, they always say that, what is it, that sex and money always reveal your true essence of your personality? I actually think money is a much truer description. You know, we, you know, we all have our personality when it comes to our relationships, but there is nothing raw. There is nothing more emotionally triggering than money in a lot of ways. And when you have money on the line and, you know, the markets are moving against you, it's a true test of your control and metal and your wits and your ability to survive, you know, the various things the market throws at you. So I think, you know, in many ways, it's also a journey. It's a journey of profit. Hopefully it's a journey of interest and education, but it's also very much a journey of self-discovery. You really 
figure out who you are, what you are. You also figure out what you really like and what you don't like. And that, I think, helps you in other aspects of your life. I think it's also a journey of growth as well, because, you know, you see how you've developed over the years. Yes. Or journey of lack of growth. You know, I always joke around. Everybody always, I'm relatively old, but I look relatively young. And I always joke around that basically immaturity is the key to looking young. You know, I always feel like I'm 12 years old, essentially, both mentally and emotionally all the time. So yeah, I mean, you know, it's true. But that's another thing that trading really shows. It really shows you just exactly how immature you are a lot of times and how much, you know, you're still like a, like, like a teenage boy a lot of times. So it's, I think in many ways, it's a fascinating business and I love it. I really don't find anything else nearly as engaging as the markets. So what do you think is more important for being a good trader? Is it a talent, like a natural ability, or is it just being able to follow a set of rules? I don't think there is no talent in trading. You know, the reason, you know why there isn't no talent in trading? Because trading is not like basketball. It's not like hockey. It's not like football. If Tom Brady wanted to lose, wanted to lose, right? He could lose. The true testament of all of the truly skilled professions is that you could force a loss, you know, just by not doing the skills, right? But you can't, with any degree of certainty, lose in the market because, you know, even if you were doing a lot of stupid things, sometimes you just hit the right moment in the market and you could actually try losing and you won't. So the market is just much more of a random a vehicle than anything else in the world. And I think that's another thing that people always need to get a hold of is that there isn't any kind of a permanent skill except one of humility. It's not really a skill. It's just an emotional maturity that you need to bring to it that you can bring that really helps you. So to me, it is always learned. It is always learned. There are no natural traders and everybody who tells you they are is lying. If I've been around some amazing traders my whole life. All of them are constantly learning. Every single day, they start new, they know nothing, and they're putting in all the work. It's not like you're a virtuoso piano player. Even the greatest traders in the world make, look, just look at the trading records. of. There's only, if you look at the trading records of every great hedge fund manager from like 1980s onward, no one left on skate. The only person who has been able to actually genuinely, I think, I'll trade the markets over this period of time. There are two, Stanley Druckenmiller and George Soros. Even the superstars of the 80s and 90s, where Paul Tudor Jones hasn't beaten the market in 20 years. It's very hard. And everybody who's a good trader just, I think, comes in with the attitude, I know nothing today, I'm going to learn. So that's a good insight. <laughs> yeah, and my point is, everybody should have that attitude. You know, even if you're doing horrible, even if you've like been losing for 10 years, it doesn't matter. If you put in the effort, there will be a time where you kind of go see, oh, this isn't something new. I haven't thought about, you know, you'll be brushing your teeth. You know, you'll be washing your hair because it always comes in at moments when you yeah. it. and then something will click and you'll be like, oh, so keep going. It's really worthwhile. So do you think it's a myth that some people believe that some people have that? Like they're seeing the charts and they're like, okay, they just see things differently and they just can see the charts so they can see setups and they like get in the zone or they feel like what the market's doing. First of all, I take barrel of salt about the idea of seeing the charts. The person who sees the charts is simply the person who sees a pattern that seems to be working at this particular time. He's just lucky enough to recognize this one pattern that happens to be in sync with the market regime. There's really, honestly, in trading, there is, here's the true secret of trading. In trading, there's only two strategies. There's only two things that work. Everything from high frequency trading to the most complex 20 hundred variant algorithm that 
hedge funds run to like the most sort of arcane fundamental analysis rests on just one of these two principles. Either you're trading continuation, so you are betting that price is going to go in the direction it's moving now, or you're trading mean reversion. And that principle is true irrespective of whether you're trading quantitatively, whether you're trading technically, or whether you're trading fundamentally. Because if you think about fundamental analysis, which is you know something that I do all the time on TV and I blab away, what do we really say? We say, well, the company is doing well today, and we think it's going to do well tomorrow. Or we say, the company's not doing well today, that's continuation, but we see really strong signs of a change, and we think its fortunes are going to change, so we think it's worth a buy or a sell or whatever, and that's mean reversion, right? I mean, to this day, I remember we are talking about General Electric on CNBC two years ago. The stock was like at five, and I'm like, yeah, it's a disaster. The company is a disaster, but they've basically written off every single bad business. They have a new guy coming in, and if you have a two-year time frame, it's definitely a potential double, right? And what was that? I was trading mean reversion. I was trading the idea that we're at a stop at this point. It either goes to zero or it doubles. So I thought it was a good risk reward. And of course it did. But you know that is literally all trading in a nutshell. Everybody who's making a trading decision is making a decision of whether it's a continuation or a reversal trade. That's all it is. Now you trade, but you also teach and educate and you're in the public with trading. What do you like about teaching trading? Here's the irony of the whole thing. You know how they say, if you want to learn something, teach something? You know, have you ever heard that expression? I have heard that, yes. Right. I don't I've think also I, heard that those who can't do teach. You know, that goes without saying. Actually, first of all, it really chased me, the second expression, because I tell you what, I know a lot of what I call idiot savants. That is, guys who are just mute, but can't trade well, but they couldn't express, you know, what they're going to have for breakfast. And so what good is it that you yourself know how to do certain things if you are completely inarticulate in being able to express it, right? So to right. me, the whole idea of like, oh, if you could do, you know, you're only teaching because you can't do it. No, it's not true. You're teaching because you actually possess interesting skills of communication and can describe things to people that are very difficult to do. So it's, teaching itself is a skill. Is a, I have a tremendous amount of respect for anybody who teaches because it requires a huge amount of entertainment, knowledge, and engagement that's very hard to do. Obviously, I'm sure you know because you've done that a lot. So, you know, everybody... I'm like, you know, you think it's so easy? Get up on the stage. Go ahead. And usually <laughs> see people wilt. I mean, they, I've literally never seen people wilt in my life as much as like when they have to do public speaking, right? Which to you and I is nothing, but to a lot of people is very scary. So my point is, yeah, that's nonsense. But then going back to the first principle, which is that if you want to learn something, teach something, man, do I really get a huge amount of benefit out of that? Because every day in my chat room, I teach but as I teach, I kind of teach myself all the time, you know, because we're experimenting with all sorts of new things. Today, for example, I mean, just today, we literally came up with a setup on the fly, super cool setup, mean reversion setup, that is kind of a derivative off of our trend setup that I just, you know, basically created as I was just, what does my son says, spitting, you know, I was just basically extemporaneously talking about like, what if we traded like a couple of basis points off the moving average envelopes as a mean reversion. What do you think about that? And then we started playing around with it. We're like, this is really great. You know, we started making money, started making trades. And now that's a bread and butter, quick scalp setup for us. And all of that is a result of teaching. Yes, but also, I guess, learning, right? To me, teaching is always learning. That's why I'm teaching. It helps you get, you know, you want to know your stuff. So it helps you learn it more because you do more research. Like, okay, I'm not going to tell everybody this and I don't even know what I'm talking about. And also, you know, if you're in a right, correct teaching environment where I did kind of, I try to run, it's first of all, teaching is always a collaborative 
process. People don't understand that teaching is never a one-to-many process. You are not the sole repository of wisdom, and the people who are listening to you are not just empty vessels. They have ideas. They have criticisms. They have perspectives that very often are better than yours. So a lot of times, you know, when we're teaching people, my students say, hey, what about this? What about this? What if we use this? And I'm like, this is a really good idea. Let's try it. And they've been many times. I've taken ideas from my students and we've incorporated and made them better. So I believe that, you know, teaching in its best sense, Aristotelian sense, is always about asking and responding to questions, irrespective of who's the teacher, who's the student. Yeah, I agree. It sharpens you because you're getting that other perspective when you get a counter opinion or if someone has questions that you never thought of before. It's helping you look at it from a different angle. Have you spent any time teaching like younger people at all? Have you had any contact with young people and teaching them trading? I'm too old. You know, I was in Chicago, like before the pandemic hit, like literally the last event before the pandemic hit, I was in Chicago, actually it was with Linda Rashke. And all of a sudden, like 35, 25 year old kids just surround me like, you know, little ducks. And they just, just <laughs> wanted to know everything. And I was just laughing. I was like, guys, you know, leave me alone, please. And they started taking pictures with me. They started doing Instagram and TikTok. And I'm like, I'm so old. You know, I can't relate to these kids. But I'll tell you, they have taught me a lot. I mean, you know, we're all arrogant and old and, you know, we're all trading FX for five pips a trade and even stock index futures for, you know, a couple of ticks a move. And they're all moved to crypto and they're killing it, you know, and we all missed it because we're old. You know, we're old, you know, so now I'm really the one I talk about humility. One thing this year has been my big project is I've really delved into crypto, really learned, try to learn a lot about it and hope to make it part of my arsenal, you know, because the thing in this market, the thing in markets is you cannot afford to be stubborn. You know, it doesn't matter if you think it's nonsense. It doesn't matter if you think it's complete nonsense. It's not. And the longer it stays, the less of nonsense it is, the more you better get to know it. Yeah, that's really good. And I like how you're able to be open to learning, you know, even younger people and things like I just recently have been working with my son. He's on summer break. So he's in the office here with me. And like Uh some of the stuff that he's 14 and Right. You know, the stuff that he says is really interesting. Just looking at it, a totally fresh perspective, like, oh, yeah. are you sure that still works now? Like, that's what the yeah. old people do. Is, are you sure this works? I know. And it's easy to be arrogant and say, oh, you know, you young one, you don't know anything. You know, you'll see. And I'm sure they will. You know, crypto is going to, I do think Bitcoin is probably going to correct maybe 80% before it, you know, has another big wave up. But it doesn't matter. The point is that future doesn't stop. And you really need to absorb the future if you want to be part of it. Well, this is good. I'm having a lot of fun, Boris. Thanks so much for being on. I'm going to shift gears here a little bit. For everybody that's listening, tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now, what you got going on, what they can do to get in contact with you, things like that. So what I'm doing that I'm very excited about, and I hope everybody who's listening to this joins us because it's 100% free and it's going to be an amazing event. On June 26th, 27th, we're doing something called TraderFest. The URL for this is TraderFest2021.com or OneBigTrade2021.com. And what it is, it's a two-day event from around 6 in the morning to 11 in the morning, New York time. So if it's a little early for you, if you're on the West Coast, you can come in later. Everything is going to be, if you register for the event, everything is going to be archived on video for lifetime access. You're going to have full free time lifetime access to all of these videos, which we hope to cut nicely for everybody. And I have eight traders from all across the world, very different styles. Some of them are very long-term traders. Some of them are super short-term traders. Some trade futures, some trade Forex some trade stocks, so some trade crypto. So lots and lots of different perspectives to bring to the table. And literally, it's a very informal idea. They come in, I interview them, then they present their one most popular setup, what they like to trade 
every single day or every single week what they find is their best market trading idea. And then we just talk a little bit about you know their philosophy of life. So it's just a way to really learn new ideas from people who've been in the business for years, who are super good, who uh, certainly have lots and lots of interesting strategies across all sorts of instruments. And then, you know, of course, you can ask questions as you go along. So it's a great event. Everybody loves it. It's totally free. We, you know, we, I put it on every single year as kind of my little love fest to the trading community. And I hope everybody comes in and joins us. It's going to be a really fun time. Yeah, I'm checking out the speaker list and there's a lot of good names in there. So you want to, if you're listening, make sure you go and check it out, sign up. Yeah. If you don't can't attend live, they're going to send you the recordings. So that's what right there is going to be really valuable. Yeah. You could look at it whenever you want and just watch from these great market experts. Yeah. You know, one thing you might find interesting is I've been able to corral Linda Rashke, who is the original market wizard and is actually a grandma right now, if you can believe it. But she still trades like a maniac. She trades as much as I do. And the thing that I got her to agree is to show the setup that she's been trading for 40 straight years, the setup that she day trades every single day in futures, which is going to be fascinating. So if nothing else, you know, come in and join for that and listen in on that. So that should be a really interesting event. Yeah, I signed up. So I'm going to we'll put the link below. It's in the description. You know, if you're listening on the go, it's just TraderFest2021.com. I highly recommend that you do it. It's free. It's really basically a no-lose situation here. Sure. It's fun. You get to and get to hang out. Also, I forgot to mention, you know, like this is the first time we're going to create a, once you register next week, I'm actually going to open up. We're going to create a free telegram room for everybody who registered in TraderFest. So not only can you get all the information from traders, but you can then make friendships and talk to other people. And I'm going to post a whole bunch of information in the chat room, kind of discuss the various topics that we're going to be doing and investment ideas that I have. So a lot of fun. You know, that's all going to be free. So basically, I'm creating a whole bunch of these free resources for traders all across the world to share with each other. Hopefully, you'll really enjoy it. Excellent. All right. Well, Boris, this has been a lot of fun. I think you've just deposited a lot of nuggets for people that want to just learn from your experience, which is me. That's what I want to do. So I learned a lot today. So thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you very much, Casey. Very big fan of your podcast. Thank you. All right, everybody. That's it for today's episode. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Until the next episode of the How to Trade It podcast. Thanks for listening to the How to Trade It podcast. Our mission is to help you create security in the markets. If you have a question you want me to ask my guests or a specific question you have for me, please email me at podcasttradingstrategyguides.com. I answer every email I get because this show is about helping you learn how to trade it. So again, please reach me at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another insightful episode of How to Trade It with Casey Stubbs. We hope you found today's discussion valuable and inspiring. Remember, the road to trading mastery is a continuous one, and your commitment to learning and growing as a trader is the key to your success. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Keep listening, keep learning, and keep trading your way to victory. 
Until next time. 